Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Just a quick note before we get started that this is part of our Blast from the Past series, where we celebrate one of the incredible women in tech from our archive. And if you're a new listener or you're just looking to be inspired, dig into the back catalog. There are literally hundreds of stories to choose from. Enjoy the episode. I really cherish that everyone really respects each other's decisions and beliefs. I was very worried coming in. I'm younger than the rest of them. I'm the only woman. When it came to front-end development and user experience, if I have an opinion, they'll be like, you know this best. You know this better than us. So yeah. why would we not listen to you? My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. This Women in Tech road trip is powered by Kia Nero Touring. Yes, Kia provided us the most fuel-efficient, comfortable car to be our mobile podcasting studio as we drive state-to-state Los Angeles to New York celebrating Women in Tech featuring them on the Women in Tech podcast. First of all, it has cooled seats. It has the most silent AC. You can't even hear it. I leave it on load during the interviews and it is perfect. No disruption at all. You have fuel efficiency because it's hybrid. It comfortably stores all of our stuff and there's three of us in this car with a ton of backpacks and mic gear and video gear. The Kia Neuro Touring is phenomenal. Simply could not be possible without Kia. A huge thank you. Enjoy the Women in Tech road trip series. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. I am still in Chapel Hill driving all the way from Los Angeles to New York in this most amazing mobile podcasting studio thanks to Kia. And today I get to interview the amazing Kate here at Launch Accelerator in Chapel Hill. Hello, Kate. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. So, okay, go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody and tell them a little bit about what you do. Um, I'm Kate. I'm the mobile developer for Sideline Fantasy Sports, which is a new fantasy sports app on the Apple iOS store and the Google Play store. And how can people start looking into you right now while they're listening to the conversation? Um, my website is kwboyd.com, B-O-I-D, and my Twitter's kwboyd with an underscore at the end. And could you spell it for us? K-W-B-O-I-D. B-O-B-O-I-D. No, B-O-Y-D. B-O-Y-D. Okay, cool. Sweet. (laughs) So when was the first time that you're like, I'm in love with technology that led to you building a startup today? Well, in middle school, I got started with um, building like visual novels. Yeah. Which are like kind of online choose your own adventure games. Right. So I started out with this program that would help you build your own with images and text. And it was very basic, simple programming. But I completely fell in love with it and 
didn't really go into programming in high school. But once I got back into it in college, I was like, okay, this is for me. And did you feel at the time, did you feel like there were a ton of resources for you to tap into? Um, Once I got into college, I realized that there were a bunch of resources in high school. I had no idea what to do. I completely forgot about my love of programming through high school. And and what about the programming community really made you feel connected? I think that there's this wonderful sense of community around building something. Yeah. Like having an idea and having the power and tools to actually make that idea happen. Like the feeling of celebrating that as part of a community is just amazing. It's really empowering and just there's no greater high than like having a project out there and knowing that you built it. And what, and, and how did this all lead to building what you've built today? Um, well, in college, I was part of UNC Chapel Hill's journalism school, which has a program in multimedia, which is a bit of a confusing program, but it's essentially front end development mixed with user experience design. So through one of the professors there, um, she got contacted by Sideline, the company I work for, and they were looking to add someone to their team, a front end developer. And And that was it. Yeah, I got a referral from her and talked with them and they told me, you know, I was the only candidate that didn't flinch when they said, we're going to take over your life a little bit. (laughs) So. They brought and me on to aim into that. <laughs> yeah. That's like the definition of startups. And then how long have you been with Sideline now? I've been with them since May now. And um, so about uh, what is that, like four or five months? Four or five months. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And you're here at Launch. What is Launch? Launch is a really awesome local startup accelerator where local startups apply and they get um, an office space and mentorship and advisors for, I think, a period of around six months. Yeah. And it's a really awesome experience. There's just so many resources available to everyone and startups leave it going out into the world really successfully. And what was the pain point that created Sideline, you know, being conceived of? So Sideline's... uh, different way to play fantasy where you pick teams and games instead of players so the pain point that was being addressed is in normal fantasy you pick players at the start of the season and then if one of them injures themselves your season's done you're out so the idea is that every week you make a series of five picks on right now it's just nfl but you make a series of picks on games and then you win or lose those picks and then the week restarts and you don't have to worry about injuries or anything like that. And did you have a passion for sports before you got involved with Sideline? I really didn't. <laughs> so you could get involved in a, in a tech company that may not be in alignment with your personal interests and still absolutely love your job. Absolutely. I don't really watch sports, but they explained the game to me and I was like, I understand this. I don't necessarily watch sports but I'm like I understand the thrill of winning against your opponent and getting points and they don't care about whether I care about sports right they told me that when they first met me we do not care at all and (laughs) I love it anyway it's a great um I've learned so much about how to build apps so tell me um 
the thing that you cherish most about the culture at Sideline? Um, I really cherish that everyone really respects each other's decisions and beliefs. Like, I was very worried coming in. I'm younger than the rest of them. I'm the only woman. I'm new to just the working world. Yeah. I thought that they'd probably be like, okay, we're going to take the lead and right. tell her what to do. But when it came to front-end development and user experience, if I have an opinion, they will defer to me. They'll be like, you know this best. You know this better than us. So yeah. why would we not listen to you? I so, love that. Yeah. I, I get a lot of people that are also the only woman and they feel they feel isolated. But I think that there's really powerful ways to process you know, our perceptions of the world to feel collaborative, to, to create a collaborative space. What are some of the things that you do that make you not even notice that you're the only woman there? I try to connect with the rest of the people on my team. And this was something I had trouble with at first where I can be kind of shy and that makes right. me come off as a Exactly. But I'm actually just shy, not I really right. do want to share parts of my life. And that was a really important thing for getting us together as a team is opening up about my personal life or like what I really like learning yeah. to share my own yeah. sense of humor even if it wasn't necessarily their sense of humor totally yeah just learning how to open up and really be myself even if that is a little quirky I think it really helped us mold as a team and I don't even realize I'm the totally only yeah totally <laughs> and and what are some of the, the suggestions I it's so powerful for men and women to collaborate together. And I feel like we have to meet guys halfway and be able to guide them and, and how we feel most comfortable. What are some of the things that you would suggest that the guys have done here that make you feel more comfortable and welcome and, and included? I'm thinking of there are a few times where not within the company, but people outside the company make the assumption that um, Tom, the designer, is the developer and that I'm the designer. Right. Um, or that the backend developer has done the work that I've done. Um, right. So they, without me even having to step in, they jump in and are like, no, this was entirely Kate. Like yeah. what you are praising Kate did. And I really appreciate them without me having to even say anything yeah they step up and are like no kate is awesome like don't discount her i love that yeah. <laughs> i love that and i think that it's so important for all of us to hear as a community like what can we do to be the most powerful community we can be and so one of those things is is really making sure recognition goes to where it was earned and what's one way that you overcome challenges like when you're having um, a tough time figuring out how to program something. What do you do? Um, well, my first thought is in my last semester of college, I was part of this awesome documentary team that went to Cuba. Right. Oh, <laughs> I want to go to Cuba. It was great. It was so fun. Um, we we were like reporters, videographers, yeah. designers and developers. Yeah. And I was part of this four person development team, right. which was three more experienced programmers who are right. all women and one um, more new to programming guy right. um, who was a male. And 
we immediately bonded and we have a long ongoing group chat for like at least nine months at this point. So whenever any of us has a programming problem, we just ask this wonderful group chat and we'll (laughs) jump to each other's rescue. That's so cool. Yeah. So it's definitely the relationships I've built with other people trying to learn programming. They understand the struggle and they probably have resources of how to if they don't know the answer, they can help me find the answer. Cultivating a strong community. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And how is the Chapel Hill tech scene doing? Where can we improve and what are they just totally rocking at? I think that there's really a ton of passion for startups. Like, I think that UNC produces a lot of really ambitious entrepreneurs. They yeah. have an awesome entrepreneurship program. Um, so they're producing people with ideas and willpower to do them. Um, I think that there could be more of an effort in the high school grades or the younger grades to get more people into tech or at least expose them to the idea of it's a possible career option. Because I grew up in Chapel Hill and I've seen it expand, but I didn't go into computer science in university because I was never exposed to it in high school. So I think that it would be really awesome if the local startup culture um, connected with like the high school and middle school. What's one way that you think we can make that possible? I mean, I think classroom visits would be really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That would be cool. And so I guess I think that high schools have a lot more liability at stake than college. So that something would have to get done. Do you happen to know like who the key figureheads are to make those kind of decisions? I'm not totally sure, but I do think a lot of the teachers that I had back in high school are still there. And I know that the high school I went to um, has a web development program, which could use a lot more exposure. And that would be awesome to bring people into those classes. It's super cool. And so moving forward, how would you suggest now knowing everything that you know, someone who's new to programming that wants to get into it, what would you suggest to her to say like, okay, start here? Um, well, I got started on Code Academy and Code School, like online um, tutorials are completely awesome. I think the real value with tutorials like that is that they're interactive that you actually program and they check your answers I don't do very well with video um but actually programming and then like my biggest recommendation is just choose a project um and start working on it like figure out something you want to build and even if you don't get it completely built you'll learn something along the way I mean you guys that's even in the future I know that our amazing app developer Ira Herman built our We Are LA Tech mobile app because he wanted to test out uh, what's it called oh I sometimes forget and I'm forgetting right now anyway he wanted to test out a new coding language and he didn't want to test it out He, he didn't want to just like do a project that wouldn't be used. It's really important. So he's like, this is amazing. I could learn. Why can I not think of what it was called? It's the one that's really flexible. That's both that you could build really quickly to both iPhone and Android. Oh, the, I think that might be what I do. Um, I use Ionic. Ionic. Yes. yes! That's what I yeah. It's Ionic. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is it. Ionic's great. <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit about Ionic. Okay. Um, so it's a hybrid mobile development framework where you build it in like HTML, CSS, Angular, JavaScript, and then 
it essentially displays like a web view in both Android and iPhone. So you yeah. can build like using web development technologies and then have it on yeah. all devices. He raves about it. So yeah. when he was learning Ionic, he was like, it's way better for me to build for a project that will actually be utilized than just something, whatever. And so the reason why I'm sharing this is whether it's a, an internship level or it's further along in the programming world, it's always more fun to build something that's going to be used than just anything. So find internships, find anything, know that it's not a, um, it's not a novice move to, yeah. uh, to just start building. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> One of my favorite projects that I've built was actually just a flashcard app for, to help me personally <laughs> practice Japanese because there aren't Did really you learn Japanese. I had a second major in Japanese. Oh wait, yeah. say say something in Japanese. <laughs> um, konnichiwa. <laughs> um, are you uh, able to say in Japanese if she can do it, so can I? Um I'm a little afraid of messing that up. <laughs> try, try. Uh, you guys it's, it's it, <laughs> disclaimer, it may be a little bit wrong. There we go. Um その彼女がこのおだきたらみんなができます。I don't know. Okay. So one of our Japanese listeners, you have to tell yeah, us if that was on. No, no, I'm completely sure that was wrong. I definitely panic when put on the spot like but that. But you know what? At least you tried. I tried. At least you tried, and that's the point. At least you like went after it and tried, and I think that's so cool. Thank you so much with hanging out with the Women Tech Podcast. I have this really cool thing. Okay, so this founder, female founder in Wilmington, North Carolina, hand makes these. It's a share your oh, wow. compass bracelet. It's cork imported from Portugal, made to look like gender neutral leather. And this is 2122. That's 2122. You share your story on shareyourcompass.com, how you received it. And then within two weeks, you give it to a woman in tech who oh. really inspires you. And then she shares it with a woman in tech who really inspires her within two weeks. And everybody shares their story and share your compass so you could all connect with one another. I love it. That's so cool. So 2122. Oh, and obviously, I the love women it. in tech yes, stickers. I love stickers. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kate, for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Is there anything that you wanted to say that you didn't say? Um, no, just keep at it. Keep programming. Thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs> you guys connect with more incredible women in tech on the Women in Tech Facebook group. Women in Tech VIP dot com takes you straight there. That's Women in Tech VIP dot com. I will talk to you guys here. You guys see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This Women in Tech road trip is powered by Kia Nero Touring. We've been road tripping. Yes. There's three of us. We've slept in the car. Oh, my God. Yeah. We've taken it to campsites. Wow. Look, it has a sunroof. Yeah. That is like so dope. This, I'm not kidding. This is like really bizarre. So dope. Because Kia was my last stop on my car buying journey. Um, it's so dope. But I was blown away. And this, I'm like, the stars are aligned. Yeah. Clearly, and the space in yeah. the back, super spacious. <laughs> if I were to do a road trip again, I don't see me driving and like the GPS working when there's no other cell reception, the heat and the cooled seats, depending on the temperature outside, just everything. This car is amazing. This is incredible. It's so funny because we have an SUV and now yeah. Yeah. Like maybe we should be trading in our SUV yeah. and opting for the Nero as well. Maybe we'll go full Kia yeah. I mean, as a family. No, we do a lot of road tripping. A huge thank you to Kia for powering this road trip series of the Women in Tech podcast. 
The Women in Tech podcast is an independent production funded by you, the community. To support Women in Tech, if you believe in the vision as much as we do, please consider going to womenintechpodcast.com. That's womenintechpodcast.com and just click on the contribution link to keep this podcast going. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.